Welcome to Honey, I'm Homeschooling the Kids, a podcast that steps into alternative education, parenting, and living a funner, fuller family life. I'm Robin, home educator, unschooling mom to two funny, eclectic kids, and we're here to create a space for families to listen, connect, learn from others, and be inspired. Join us every two weeks to hear interviews and tips from experts in learning, education, and parenting, and stories from families that are playing full out in the arena of life and education. World schooling, unschooling, alternative schooling, homeschooling, or just creating a whole new style of learning. Welcome to Honey, I'm Homeschooling the Kids. My name is Robin Robertson, and I'm the creator and host of this podcast. And I'm also a home educating mom to two kids. Our family of four have been on this journey for quite a while now, and really we're learning still every step of the way. And one of the things that I love about this podcast is the community that we get to be connected to and the wonderful families that I have been able to meet and hear their stories and be inspired by. And this episode is one of them. I'm excited to share Erica Brown with you on the show. And this interview, our conversation was delightful. It was fun. And I love hearing her perspective. But before we get into that episode, I do want to share a little bit about the extra support that we've been offering this month of November. We've really been focusing on the community on addressing challenges, especially unschooling challenges. And then hand in hand, a lot of that is homeschooling challenges as well. So I encourage you to check out the support that we've been offering through this month on in our club, Honey, I'm Homeschooling Clubhouse. We've been having wonderful conversations with replays always available to anyone. Instagram lives that I've been hosting either on my own or with Liana Francisco, who is a co-host in my club, Honey, I'm Homeschooling, as well as a grown unschooler. And this month in our Patreon community, I'm featuring a special guest for our live Q&A. Every month in Patreon, I host a live Q&A via Zoom for patrons, and sometimes we have special months with special guests, and, and usually I ask them upon request from our members. And this month, Cindy Gaddis will be joining us November 19th for that special Q&A. Cindy is, has been on the podcast. Her episode was The Right Side of Normal, supporting individual learners. Her book is fantastic, The Right Side of Normal. And I encourage you to come and be part of the discussion. So until the end of December, the live Q&A and all of the extras are open to every patron level. You can go to patreon.com slash honey, I'm homeschooling the kids to find out more. Go to my website um, or just the link in the show notes and you can learn how you can be a part what the levels look like as well and or join and be part of the community because not only does it offer support to you by joining it also helps to support the podcast and for me to continue producing episodes you know this podcast has our monthly website and podcast hosting fees as well as our editing uh, and equipment costs so the support through our patrons goes towards producing this podcast and these episodes for you And speaking of support, I do want to give a shout out to some of our patrons. It's fantastic to recognize the support that we get. So I want to give a special shout out to Danielle Kurtz, Sigbreet Sawyer, Danielle Gill, Julie Dooley, Morgan Stroman, Valerie, Jean-Vievre. Jean-Vievre, I just want to make sure it's Jean-Vievre and not Genevieve, Jean-Vievre Carollo, Godfrey and Shana Tabarez, Michelle Lausch, Diana Bergstrand, Abby Rosenwake, and I hope I'm pronouncing everyone's names correctly. Just a special shout out to all of you for being a patron, supporting the podcast. Some of you actually have been in my master classes as well, so I've had a chance to get to know you more personally, which I love. And now to this episode, I hope you enjoy this interview with Erica Brown, business owner, entrepreneur investor and unschooling mom. And if you don't already, I recommend going to follow her on Instagram, Erica B Investor. It's well worth it where she talks about not only business, but what it's like unschooling her three boys while she runs her business. Enjoy the episode. So today I have Erica Brown joining me on the podcast. Erica, welcome. I'm really excited that you're here today. 
I'm so excited to be here. I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So, you know, the question, how are you able to work and homeschool your boys? Erica's asked this question at least once a week as her boys and her are out and about meeting people. Unfortunately, society pushes the idea that women must either work outside of the home or stay at home. The idea of doing both seems to be a foreign concept. She chooses to reject that ideology while being a part of a generation that blazes new trails and refuses to settle. Erica leveraged her lucrative career in real estate to create the financial opportunity to unschool her boys. This journey has come with its share of difficulties, yet those times are trumped by the experiences and knowledge her boys are gaining. I invite you to follow Erica's family as she uses their businesses to assist in the unschooling process and educational journeys of her boys. Erica, can you just shout out your website right now? So as soon as they hear that, they can go directly to your Instagram or your website or where you want them to go. Yes, thank you. Oh, that was so beautiful. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can follow me on Instagram at Erica, E-R-I-K-A-B, as in boy, investor. And then under my link tree, under my bio, I have like my website, uh, my newsletter, everything from there. But that's the IG. So that's where you'll see like all the behind the scenes of my life, business, boys, etc. real estate. Okay, perfect. How many boys? Is it three boys that you have? Mm -hmm. Three okay. boys, um, ages 14, 12, almost 13. And then I my youngest just turned 11. Oh, wow. They're close in age. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I've seen their pictures, obviously. So, and some of sometimes in video. So, okay. Yes. So have you like unschooled and homeschooled from the very beginning? No, no, I was, if you guys are like thinking about homeschooling or unschooling and you're that mom that's like, I would never do that. That was me. <laughs> I thought I would never homeschool. So I actually originally started um, homeschooling first my middle son in the third grade. Um, now he is, I guess, six, seven grade, seven grade. I don't know. We don't really keep up with grades, <laughs> but um, he was in the third grade when we decided to um, pull him out towards the end of the year and start homeschooling. Um, and then right before the pandemic, actually, the fall of 2019, my oldest was in the seventh grade and he came to me and said, hey, mom, I want to homeschool. Um, and so, cause he was still, the other two was still in school. Yep. And so he started homeschooling basically, um, the, I think it was like maybe January of 2020. Um, and then my youngest just started homeschooling this fall. Um, he was in a, uh, he, he finished essentially finished elementary school. And I know that there's a super stark change, between elementary and middle school here in Georgia. And so he wanted to finish with his friends. So I went ahead and let him finish within his school. Um, and then, so now I have all three boys. So we've kind of like <laughs> unintentionally slowly took them out. Yeah. Over time, but now we, we love it. We have fun. It's great. Okay. It's interesting. Cause sometimes it seems like that age grade seven is the age that they want to be in that they either they want to go back or they want to stay because, you know, that shift, right, of, you know, friends kind of stepping away from parents more um, yeah. and all the other bodily changes and everything else that goes around with that. Have they been happy so far with the choice and transition? Yes, yes. It's definitely been um, maybe this last year with my oldest, it was a journey because he is in the ninth grade now, I guess, high school or whatever. And so we definitely had to battle the social pressures mm -hmm. of him wanting to be in school, like traditional school, but at the same time, him desiring to do the things that unschooled kids do. <laughs> so right. it was really like more of like helping him work through the mindset of being able to, um, you know, provide like 
be able to get what he needs, but also to be able to see the joys and what he gets access to because he doesn't have like a traditional school day. Um, so that's probably been the biggest challenge um, this last year with that transition. And because they were in traditional school for so long. So the de-schooling process is continual mm. for us. Yeah, it is. I'm still de-schooling. <laughs> it's been a lot. It's been over 10 years. And still, it's like every year almost like, oh, this is so new. Something new I got to mm-hmm. work on again. Okay. So, um, you know, part of it, and I think that if if anyone already knows you, they'll know that you are an entrepreneur. Uh, you're a business owner. How have you always, when the when your boy started homeschooling, were you already in business? Were you already an entrepreneur? Did that happen kind of at the same time? It's a great question. So I was maybe in the beginning of my entrepreneurship whenever I started homeschooling. So I've been an entrepreneur now. This is going on year seven. I worked a nine of a traditional nine to five um, for nine years prior to going into full-time entrepreneurship. And so I was probably, I mean, I don't know, maybe three, four years in. I was definitely still in the startup phase of my company when I started um, homeschooling. Okay. You know, it's interesting. And I mean, you can let me know what you think, but I do find that there is a certain group of homeschoolers uh, and it seems to be growing. I don't even want to say it's a niche anymore because it actually seems to be more broad than I think I realized when I first began. Homeschooler or unschoolers that are entrepreneurs that kind of meld the two together somehow. Uh, Are there values between being an entrepreneur, a business owner and unschooling that you think coincide, that meet, that fit? You know, what is that about those two things that seem to work well together? 100%. (laughs) So there's definitely lots of like fundamental connections that exist in both. So like, even though the word like entrepreneur seems very like, you know, sexy and attractive, Mm -hmm. um, it is very like, there's like a super small percentage of the population that are truly entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And I think I looked it up. It's like less than 3% or something like that of people are actually entrepreneurs. Like they actually have the entrepreneurial type brain. Um, And so entrepreneurs generally have a, um, a, a track record of like, feeling like I can do this better or like there's something like we don't necessarily just like fit with the existing like standard of life. We generally see a problem and we want to be a part of solving it. Right. And so I just feel like it's it's a non-conventional type of thought process. So unschooling is exactly that. Like we we question a lot of times like what the standard is and we see that there's a problem here and then we want to solve it. And so it's it's very I'm not surprised. Like my one friend that I knew unschooled um that I, you know, that was my mentor throughout this journey was also an entrepreneur. <laughs> And so I, I, I'm not surprised. There's so many things I feel like um, that really complement un- unschooling with entrepreneurship. Just like, why do we have to like, why, why do we have to like um, learn through, you know, just in this time of the day, you know, like we don't have to learn this time of day. We can learn all sorts of ways or, you know, so there's so many things that connect. Um, so I, I, I definitely see why uh, that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. The willing to take action in many ways, not sitting back and just accepting things like, you know, sometimes and I've heard, well, we've just always done it that way. So we're just going to continue to. And it's like, you know, that, but why? <laughs> the yes. curiosity, that's, yes. that's really key. That curiosity is so important. And it, it's something that I see in entrepreneurship. And it's also see that something that I see and um, am able to thrive in with unschooling my kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the adaptability as well, being able to like to shift and not not feeling like you have to be set in something that you can like, sure, you can focus, but then at the same time, you can adapt and be flexible and kind of be on your toes at the same time, too. And I, I do think that in some ways, because it's so not traditional, unschooling and 
business, entrepreneurship, is also you, you kind of have to have a little bit of a thick skin, like in the way that, you know, it's not you're going against the norm and that, you know, you're you're doing things differently from others. You're going to get questions, yeah. um, people that don't understand, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. people that maybe want to try and put you into a different place or box yeah. or mold. Write your story one way. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And both for some, you know, with with entrepreneurship, um, you know, sometimes it seems like the ones who are making changes are also causing ripples, are making people feel uncomfortable at the same time as well, right? Because they're they're questioning the status quo, they're doing things differently, and so just by their doing, sometimes makes people uncomfortable. Yeah, and come to like question, you know, so does that mean I'm I'm not okay? Does that mean I'm wrong? Even if you don't have to say anything just by what you're doing, you know, it kind of, you know, puts puts things on a different setting. Right. Yes. One hundred percent. If you look at like the greatest founders of our time, they all are, you know, kind of crazy. And that's kind of crazy. And so so I can parallel. (laughs) We can laugh because, yes, I agree. Yeah. in there yeah okay i'll embrace it but (laughs) even like our journey to unschooling has like we didn't start off unschooling like we started off um classical conversations and then that led to like homeschool at home like the whole 2020 thing and then we led to homeschool i mean unschooling in the same way in my career like i started out as a real estate agent then i started out here and then now i'm a full-time investor and have a team so it's the same thought process for sure Right. Okay. So classical conversations <laughs> to unschooling. How, what, yeah. what was that? Why? Why did you transition from that? And I, and I get it. We were pretty traditional and formal when we first started and then we went away from that. But, you know, you obviously something appealed to you with classical homeschooling. And then what, what, what was a shift after a while? Yeah. So in the beginning, I was definitely very much in that, like, I don't really think I don't I wasn't confident in my ability to um, support my son, um, but I knew that he needed a different learning environment. Um, So that's the resourcefulness (laughs) of the, you know, the two. And then so I had a friend that homeschooled her boys. And um, and so she used uh, classical conversations. And so that was kind of like my first like, okay, let's, she's doing it, it's working. So let's try that. And then I also had to support with the friend as I'm entering into this new journey. Um, and then, so we did that for a bit and um, it, it was just too much like school at home for us being um, a family of color. It was too like European, like the, ge- the, the geography was actually great. Like I love how they learn like different parts of the world and things like that, but it was just too like hyper, hyper Euro focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we, and it was just too structured even, you know, for my son. So we, then we pivoted to something else. So um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a good to start us off and get us going, but that's kind of how we ended up landing at classical conversations at first. Okay. And did you know about unschooling? before so I had that one friend right that, right. <laughs> that that was an unschooler and it was so crazy because she was she's so nice she was like kind of like she was kind of like being patient with me because she basically had been telling me about unschooling the whole time but you know you I had to get past the mindset challenges myself I had to be confident that I can actually like learn my kids and support their interests. And so she would drop nuggets every now and then. And I would just be like, oh, I don't know about that. Let me just go to where it's safe. Right. And, and so then the safe quote unquote space um, wasn't supporting and working for my kid. He was still like not happy in what he was doing, still having behavior problems, things like that. She's like, well, if he's doing what the things that he loves and he's not going to have necessarily behavior problems around. You're not going to have to force him to do things. And so she very gently, I feel like, guided me mm-hmm. <laughs> to unschooling um, to where we are now. So it was definitely uh, a journey. And I tried to incorporate small amounts of unschooling like throughout the years mm-hmm. um, and, until we finally was just kind of like, forget it. We just go, we go on school. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she sounds like a good friend. 
one and 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 she understands the process by the sounds of it as well um yeah sometimes you can't just jump all in as well right, right. You, you need a little bit by bit and and i think you know for it to work as well your your comfort has to be there at some point as you as you learn and get more comfortable and, and grow into into that part as well so um i know anybody listening is also going to ask because this is actually a question that comes up a lot when when parents have a business or when they're working and they have kids and they're unschooling it's like how do you balance it all like what happens during the daytime when you have to work and then you've got your three kids at home and they're making noise and you know all this thing and of, of course usually people think unschooling kids are running right everywhere there's just like chaos they're you know in and out and you know arms flare like the people get it i got some interesting feedback on what people think unschooling is but like how does that work for you how how do you manage to support a business which you know that's the other thing it it takes time right it takes it takes time it takes effort and also be a parent that's present with unschooling yes yes i i like to say that we are we're not structured but like we're not super structured but we have a routine so having a routine for us that we revisit pretty much every three months helps us to be able to um you know be successfully unschooled plus you know, run businesses because we, my husband and I are both entrepreneurs. So we both run businesses. Um, And so having a routine, but the flexibility to say and an adaptability to say, okay, sometimes things may change. um, And then revisiting that every few months helps us to be able to um, be successful in doing both. Um, And so one, it's like starts with a decision in my mind that I can do it. You know, it, it it it's like, OK, um, I want this for my kids. I've seen them thrive in this place. I believe that this is how kids should learn. And therefore, it, some days will be tough, but I'm going to show up, you know, so I like decide that I'm going to do it. <laughs> right. right. Because, um, you know, death and life is in the power of the, of the tongue. So when you what you say, if you if you say um, I don't know if I can do this. I don't think I can do this. Then you probably won't. But if you decide and you're like, I'm going to do this. I, and, and, and for some of us, we haven't seen it be done. Right. So it's even right. harder when you really haven't right. seen someone like successfully do it, but that doesn't mean you can like, I take bits and pieces from different people. And then that helps to like inspire me. So I decide to do it. And then we get all on the same page. We just talk about what does everyone need in this season? Um, And then we factor that into our routine. So for me, running a business, um, I say, okay, I need at least two days in the office. At least two days. Okay? (laughs) Two days of uninterrupted time. And that changes in seasons depending on what we have going on. And and my kids say, you know, I really want at least one day, like a full day to be able to be with other homeschoolers all day. And my husband says, I at least need one day during the week with the boys, you know. And so we every everyone talks about what they need and then we're able to establish and form our routine um, based on like what everyone needs. And if it's helpful, I can kind of like even like I can walk you through like an example of like what our routine is now in this season. Yeah, do let's do that, because I think sometimes it's nice to have those specific examples for sure. Right. Yeah, right. And and also one other thing before I do that to preferences. So I, I I own a business. And so generally in entrepreneurship, you have like two different tracks. You have like a business owner that continue that can continue to be like a one stop shop. They can kind of like do everything in their business. They may hire like one person and they're able to, you know, like keep, you know, the majority of the revenue. Mm-hmm. That's one angle. Right. Or you can have an angle where you have a successful business and you learn how to delegate and scale. Mm-hmm. And so instead of me being able to be able to personally 
take home, you know, $300,000. I may want to take home 100 and then I can hire a couple people that can help me and help me get my time back to do some of the things that um that I may not be good at. So that's my philosophy is the latter is that I really believe in teams. I believe in hiring people that are like really good at their zone of genius is what I call it. And then, and then they, and I also like say, okay, here's, here are my, here's my availability and here's when I'm not available. And then that helps, you know, everyone to kind of be on the same page. So that's kind of like the background is really important to know. Okay. So, so from like a, a schedule standpoint in this season. So for example, like Monday, and this can change because that's what we do. Right. <laughs> but um, it could change. But like in this season, it's like Monday and Tuesdays are our times at home together, loving, exploring. Like last week we went hiking and um, like my boys have a business. So they have a business plan. And so every week they're working on like something in their business plan. So we're at home doing things together, whatever we decide, whatever they're interested in at the moment. Um, and then that normally will last until like, I don't know, it's throughout the day, but that normally will last for about four or five hours. And then they kind of like, want to like, I'm like with them and then I go and then they want to go away and like go to the park or something. Right. So I need to schedule like a call or something in the afternoons and my team has the availability to do that, um, on Monday and Tuesdays. But outside of that, I'm not doing any other you know, work stuff, maybe answering emails in the morning or in the afternoon. And then Wednesdays, they go to co-op. So they go to a place with other homeschoolers and they're learning and they it's like college, you choose their classes. They're gone all day. So Wednesdays, I am in the office. I'm meeting with my team. That's like my heavy business day. Get a lot of things done. I go to the gym so I can have energy <laughs> to work towards everything uh, where, where they're going. Thursday, um, they are actually going to, they're going to work. So we have a landscaping company is one of our businesses. And so they're actually going to work <laughs> on Thursday and they're with their dad. So they're like learning from him. They learn how to, you know, work with the other employees. They learn negotiations. They learn so many things like on the job. So they with them. And then Friday's a free day. So Friday we could do field trips or whatever we feel like doing nothing or, you know, and so that generally um, works out really well. So then I, I'm able to have two days, Wednesday and Thursday, of like my my set focus time um, to work on my business. And then if I need to get up early or have stuff later, then I can have calls and stuff if I need to. Okay, that is. Thanks for the example. That's really clear. Um, and you'd mentioned before that you do a check-in, you see how, what everybody needs in this season, as seasons change. And you said it's about every three months. Why mm-hmm. does, why does three months seem to be a number for you? What about it's, three months is the, a good time? Yeah. Cause I feel like what happens is, um, well, I think every family has their like time frame and time living. The seasons are changing. I'm in Georgia. So we actually still get all of our seasons. The seasons are changing. We have holidays kind of stacked in between that. So we figured out what our rhythm is for us. Mm. Um, I think everyone has, every family has their own rhythm. So you just have to figure out what that means for you. But for us, our rhythm is like every three months, it's like, let's have a conversation and make sure that everyone is getting what they need. Okay. And did that happen naturally for you or was it trial and error over time? Definitely trial and error because you look up (laughs) and you're like, wait, I need you to take care of this, but I haven't communicated it because it's just in my mind because we haven't actually had intentional conversation about having that. Or wait, when did I become this person for you? You know, like it's (laughs) we we look at it from like a team standpoint, like even um, so because I think because essentially we started off. Um, I, I ended up being the breadwinner and my husband stayed at home for a period of time. And so in where I am, where I live, that's very untraditional. Um, and so we, from the beginning, ended up having to have these conversations like very frequently, because even though women, even women who work outside the home or who have a business still end up doing more a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> or as in still come home and do the the cleaning and the cooking, yes. meal prep yes. and things like that. Yep. 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 Shopping. And so, and- mm-hmm. Yep. So we just out of like 
tons of like times of feeling burnt out and just like, what happened? Why, why don't I feel like I have time for myself, et cetera? We've learned that that means we need to have intentional conversations. And so we look at each, we look at our family like a team. It's not just mom and dad's responsibility. We all are a team. And so we all can support one another. So like my kids cook, they, um, we all cook, you know, it's all involved. It's kind of like what needs to happen for the moment and who's available to step in and help. Mm. That's kind of how we manage life. Yeah. I think it's so, so much more powerful when you're a team, right? And everyone's working together. You're intentional, intentional living. You have the values that are important to you and that that's building your foundation and it makes it that much stronger for sure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I also wonder as well, um, because you know entrepreneurship is such a strong core. It seems like it's a, it is a strong core value for it. It's very important in your family life. Is that part of your conversation with your kids, your team, your family conversation? You know, how you can encourage that or support that with your kids or, you know, how your kids talk about it. Like, it, does that, does that, yeah. is, is that a big thing for you as well? Yes, it, it kind of becomes natural. So like my kids have a bakery. They have a Brown Brothers bakery business. Brown, um, okay. so I, do they have an Instagram or anything like that? They do actually follow them. Yeah, I will <laughs> now. Yeah, everyone listening, Brown Brothers. Is that what it is? Brown Brothers Bakery? Yes, Brown, Brown's, Brown Brothers Bakery. Brown Brothers Bakery. Yes, yeah, a brown logo with cookies on it. Um, so what's interesting is that we haven't like, before um, they started being interested in entrepreneurship, we just kind of like lived our life. And because I'm naturally just like, I love learning something and then sharing with people. Um, they just naturally grew interested in entrepreneurship. And then they also figured out like, okay, mommy and daddy make money without having to like do something every day because we're real estate investors. Mm-hmm. They like, see like oh wow we're able to go on this trip and and because um and and we're able to like like i showed them like here uh, are my emails from airbnb showing how many deposits we've had even though we're here in san diego or whatever it is wherever we are and so that they're like oh wow okay i gotta figure out how to do this so they first started getting interested in stocks and now they have a business so um, I think them being around it and then we have a lot of entrepreneur friends too. They see, they've seen the value in it. So then they've asked different things. And so then I've I've taught them along the way and just kind of helped to support them and then also encourage them to reach out to my friends. Okay, you want to talk about, you want to talk to Mr. Courtney, like one of my sons, he has the opportunity where he can actually put his cookies in a local um, grocery store. And he was like, well, how do I, he got so excited. And he was just like, well, how do I figure out how much I should charge? And I was like, well, we have a friend named Courtney who has a restaurant. And I remember he started out by selling hot sauce. And so maybe you can call him and find out, you know, how he worked that out. And he was so excited. And then he scheduled a call and he called him and he asked him all these questions and he taught him about margins and, and how to track his ingredients. And, and at first, what's so funny is that at first I had been telling him, Jackson, you need to write down your ingredients when you are making your recipes. And he had no desire to do it because it was like, you didn't tell, I don't know why. And as right. soon as he had that phone call, and he learned that why he needed to write down the ingredients so that he can keep track of how much money he's making. Now he's writing them down. So <laughs> had the meaning, like the importance for it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yes. So um, basically just being around it and then discovering their interests, then um, entrepreneurship is just introduced um, from there. Okay. Okay. Were, were your parents, like, did you come from an entrepreneurial background as well? Yes. So my dad had a side hustle. He used to flip cars, essentially. Mm -hmm. My mom (laughs) did for a little bit too. (laughs) Yeah. So he he used to restore classic cars. Um, He figured out that Chevrolets, like he didn't have a lot of education. He, um, I'm pretty sure he was dyslexic. I'm I'm not sure, but he didn't really know how to read all those things. He grew up like very poor, but he learned how to work on cars and he learned that the Chevy, automobile had the same mechanics and all the different models. So he just learned how to do Chevy. So 
he ended up learning how to restore cars. And we were able to buy our first house from a sale of a car that he restored. So he flipped cars and now I flip houses. So that was the entrepreneurship that I seen growing up, even though he did it part time. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, Yeah. My mom, she just always loved cars and she would just buy and, you know, we'd have them for a bit and she'd sell them and make, and then buy something new. And, you know, my brother and I always, as soon as we were driving, we had a car because my mom was always, always had extra, like she was always buying and selling cars. (laughs) It it wasn't just like, it's like, here you go, have whatever you want. It was, yeah, I have this car. This can be yours and sell it. (laughs) I love it. I used to have put in the ads for him. Like back in the day they had auto trader. Maybe they sell. Yeah. I was just going to say, I I, I would be a kid looking through the auto trader. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I used to have to write the ads for him. So there was this kind of small ways that I was introduced to entrepreneurship. And so I do the same thing with my kids. So they, um, so we work in real estate. So they do, they help us with the property. So they help us with demos and, um, you know, they help us with some of those small things. My youngest is helping with property managing the Airbnb. So we have them do small things like that to um, help out. Um, it really is a self-directed, self-supporting journey in your family, like very much so the absolute, like we're living our learning life daily in every way through conversation, through family, like teamwork, connection, intentionality, through your work as well. Um, You know, your, and then the values that you have of, you know, being flexible, being curious, independence. I mean, financial independence is another part of that as well too, right? That comes along with it. Um, in so many ways, you know, what you're sharing is like, yeah, absolutely. This, you know, this is the journey that you guys have created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much so. Yeah. Yep. I agree. So, you know, the other thing is your oldest is 14 now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll be 15 in, in February. So, okay. And, and then your middle is turning 13 right away. Mm-hmm. So you have teens. In your house, I feel like I have all teens. Yes. So, how yeah. has that changed things for you, or has it? So, unschooling has been a game changer for okay. the teenage phase. Tell me more. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a game changer because we're together so much, um, and it's really important to both my husband and I to have a good relationship, like an open mm-hmm. communication relationship with our children. We didn't feel like we had that guidance support when we were that age. So you have so much, you have hormone shift, you have so much going on and, you know, not being able to have like a guide is just, man, it's crazy. I used to listen to my friends do really dumb stuff because I didn't feel like I can talk to my parents. And so- and they um, don't know. Our life, <laughs> yes, they have no idea. So <laughs> my mom is still finding out stuff that I did. <laughs> and so, um, and so with just by nature, because we spend so much time together, um, we want that time to be harmony. So we work on our relationship, we communicate, and that has really strengthened like so much our relationship with when the teenage phase so that we can like talk through things, work through things. And our kids actually come to us and like, they really enjoy being around us. Like this weekend we were in Houston visiting friends and they called us like every day. <laughs> Just to, like talk to us, you know? And, and like my, my son, um, he, he ran track. So they, they're able to do local sports with the local school in the area. And so he told me he had his first kiss. Woo! Hey. <laughs> Woo! So I was sitting in the car hey. and he just came, yeah, yep, yep. And, he, and I tried not to, I was like, oh, he's, he, was, he was so excited. And I was just kind of like, oh, what are you so excited about? What happened? And he was like, and I forgot the little girl's name, but he was like, oh, so-and-so, I had my first kiss. And I was like, I'm so happy for you. Um, So part of me was just kind of like, wow, he told me, he felt comfortable enough to tell me, you know, and the other part was like, where were you? What happened? What, you know? (laughs) So then I asked, I was like, oh my gosh, where did it happen? Like what happened after, you know, I'll try to say in the very like, 
fun way. And he was just like, I don't know. I was just, we were, we were leaving the track meet and, you know, she came over and then I gave her a hug and then she just give me a little quick peck. And I was like, oh my. And so we got to celebrate that moment. And so that was like a little bit of an indicator, like, okay, like we are our kids support, you know, it's a lot going on in society, a whole lot going on. And so I really love that we aren't, I mean, we, we have, we've had our times for sure, where it's just kind of like, you know, but for the most part, really enjoy being around one another. Um, we have fun together. Our, we are our kids' confidants. Um, and that's something that we didn't have that that's really important to us. And and, and so we want to provide a space for our kids to grow and learn and even mess up while they're under our roof mm-hmm. so that whenever they do go off, we're confident that they can actually like support themselves and actually like make good decisions. So, um, yeah, it's really been significantly different, especially because I've experienced both. I've experienced them going off to school and just being in the evening and not having that connection, have no idea like what's really going on in their life, have no idea like what are they really battling through versus now having more time together. Um, we're really able to like be more present in their lives and actually know like what's going on with their friends. Like what are they excited about? What are they anxious about? Et cetera. Um, that's more important, I think, than so many of us realize. Because yes. number one, teens get a bad rap. Like people are always, you know, oh, you know, t- they they're irresponsible. They always make bad choices. If you don't direct every step, they're going to go the wrong way. They're going to, you know, all this. They everything you can think of. Um, you know, they've got hormones going, so it makes them eat. You know, their brains. Not, you know, all all the stuff you usually hear about teens is bad, and then you hear about from the parents that are worried. How can I get my teen to do this? How can I get them off of screens? How can I get them to talk to me? How can I get them under the room? Like all you know, all different things. Get them to come home on time or whatever. Get them to do their homework or get a better grade or to do X Y Z. Yes, exactly, exactly. And I think you know that's a big component is we're missing that like connection and partnership is the big, you know, and it is, it's so important that relationship. I remember being a teenager and yeah, turning to my friends for advice or to share things when they were, they, they were struggling just like I was, but maybe they hit it a bit better is the only difference. Or they could like lie and give me the answer and seem like they knew what they were talking about when they really didn't. They had experienced alone. Just even if the, the best greatest kid has a lack of life experience. (laughs) So they really aren't the best, like, you know, guy, you know, mentors um, for our kids. So, yeah. Yeah. And the, the other thing that you said that I think is also really important is while they're with you and you're connected like that, supporting them, they can make those mistakes. Yes. And I think that's a big thing as well, that they're in a place that they feel safe to share with you. You know, they had their first kiss, you know, they want to connect every day, uh, you know, things that are happening that they feel safe to share because they know that they're safe, that they're still, they still will be loved. They're not going to be, you know, badly judged and, you know, and, and if they do make a mistake, it's not the end of the world. They're not a whore. They're not shame for it. They're not a horrible person. They can, okay, we can try this again. Mom yeah. still loves me. Dad mm-hmm. still loves We're still going to work together on Thursday and doing all these things together. And, you know, we continue. And I think that's also a big thing, too, that we all make mistakes. I mean, I make mistakes every single day. <laughs> yes, 100 percent. And I always have to apologize, apologize for and start over. So, yeah, that man, that process has been um, I really didn't anticipate that, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's been very sweet um, to have that time and to have this the type of relationship that we have now. Yeah, absolutely. It's just um, parenting for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it is a shift. In, yeah, it, that's the biggest thing, I think. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The shift in parenting. And I hope more, I hope more teenagers get a chance to experience that and more parents get a chance to experience that, the good of that. Yes. Beautiful Mm -hmm. of that, for sure. Yeah, it's so funny because my son last week went to a, he sold his cookies at a barbershop by our house. And so he came in with his box. Did you say a barbershop? Yes. Our house? By our house. Oh, by your house. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was like, wow, you guys got things in Georgia though. We definitely don't have that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that sounds about, good actually. Yeah. I buy our house and, <laughs> and so he dropped off the cookies and the, they were just kind of like, how old are you? How old are you? Yeah. Like what? And they were like, oh, your parents is doing, your parents are doing a good job. I wish I was homeschooled. So like you'll meet my kids and they're so much more emotionally intelligent. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, just because they're not just around kids, their age, they are around humans <laughs> of all ages <laughs> and they're like being poured into and cared for, um, and so like my middle son, he was, um, he had, when he first, he had, to, he had a lot of trauma in school and that is what led to us homeschooling, essentially getting to unschooling. And I remember he had a lot of low confidence mm-hmm. and now you would meet him and whoa, you will be like, that guy is going to be successful one day. <laughs> I mean, he will talk to anyone. He's super confident. I think allowing him to explore his interests and find out what he is good at, which unschooling has provided, has helped his confidence to explode. Mm. Um, And so I just really feel like that self-directed learning is directly tied to kids' confidence. Um, And now being an an adult who manages people, um, I see adults that don't have confidence and it holds them back in life. So um, being able to support our kids and helping them to discover interests will help them for their like throughout their entire lifetime. I love that. I think that's TED the, talk on that one day. One day, teach, one day I want to teach a TED talk on that. <laughs> I think you should. I, I do. I think you should. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that clip too and share it when we're done as well when this gets aired because <laughs> I think that like that's exactly it. Like you nailed it. That was spot on for sure. That's exactly it. And I think, you know, all of our worries over, but they're not doing these exams. They're not like, how about this, this essay that they need to nail? And all of those things don't matter if you, you know, you got to get to that place where you're confident, where you can be on your own, where you feel connected and and safe, but at the same time, then you can venture into the world and do those things and practice those things and speak for yourself. And, you know, all of those other parts that are actually really essential to being an adult in the world, especially today as well. 100%. So many influences coming from everywhere. So confidence is very important. Yeah. Okay. So I want to be mindful of your time as well. Um, I, I hear both of our places, I kind of think starting going in the background. So um, I just, well, before we leave, maybe you could, I feel like you've already shared so many wonderful things. I was going to say, what, you know, what would you, what would you say to the mom who is building their business and wants to homeschool or unschool their kids and are just kind of like overwhelmed, struggling? Um, they, you know, they want to do both, but they feel like they have to choose or they just don't know where they should go or what focus they can they need to take. I would say to that mom like or parent that it's really important that you take whatever your like box that you've created of what it has to look like and throw that out the window and that you can set things up um, however you need it. And it doesn't have to always stay that way. So basically, you don't have to do it the way that another person has done it. Like you could do it the way you want to do it. Um, And that's the beauty of it. And then you can give yourself some slack. You know, sometimes I have like really hard days in business and we just, you know, chill out (laughs) because we're always learning anyways. Right. Um, We don't, you know, and and then some days I have to come back to the kids. I'm like, man, we had this really hard time in business and, you know, I'm sorry I haven't been as accessible. Let's do something together. So just basically like that you don't have to be hard on yourself and that you, if you feel like you're hard on yourself because you are like sticking to this idea of what you thought it should look like, I really want you to throw that out the window, mm. remove the restrictions, and then envision um, in, in like the perfect world what would it look like? Like I'm big on visualization. I like to see things in my mind and then that helps me to create them, especially with people again, who we, we don't fully 
see what we want to be. Um, we have to like visualize what it could possibly look like. And don't be afraid to start taking steps towards that visual dream that doesn't exist within that box that you may have created for yourself. I like it. That is that is good advice. So if you know if you're listening and you're like, I want to learn more from Erica, how can we connect with you? Tell us all of your details. So we've got we've got your son, Brown Brothers Bakery. That's yeah, there. Bakery. And so how about how about you? And shoot them a DM and let them know that you're um, proud of them. <laughs> I, I will definitely. Yeah. And everyone listening, shoot them a DM for sure. Follow them and shoot them a DM as well. Yes. Uh, you can follow me, Erica B. Investor. Um, I always, I, I, I am a real estate investor full time. I, I, own, I own 38 doors or 38 units. So big time investor. Um, and I really enjoy and I'm super passionate about teaching other people how to invest. Um, and so I have lots of cohorts, offerings and things like that, where I teach everyday people like you and me how to invest in real estate. And so, um, yeah, so just I have a, a free community called Owning It and Living It because I believe in owning it because I, I believe that through ownership in real estate, it frees you up to do the things that you want to do. Um, and so uh, join our my newsletter. I give tons of tips on both homeschooling and real estate. Um, and so you can join my newsletter at the link in my bio, on my Instagram at Erica B. Investor. Um, and then connect with me. Shoot me a DM. I'll follow Love you that. back. Okay. <laughs> All right. I follow Erica. And remember, it's E-R-I-K-A, if you're looking for yeah. that as well. She spells it with a K. I think I signed up for your email, your newsletter, but oh, I'm going to double check and make sure. So, um, and like, if I, I've missed it somehow, then I um, maybe it went into the wrong folder. So, because I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. I didn't sign up. So I'm looking forward to that. All right. Thank you so much for taking your time. Today's Wednesday. So it's your, I know it's your, your big work day in the office. Oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me so much. This was so much fun. It was so good. And I'd love to connect again for sure. And, you know, always keep tabs on what you guys are doing through your Instagram as well. So um, yes. I'm always happy to support what you're doing too. So just let me know. Okay. Same for me. Thank you. Thanks, Erica. Thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, leave a review or comment. I'd love to hear your thoughts, ideas, and reflections on the episode. You can go to the website, imhomeschooling.com, or email me directly, robin at imhomeschooling.com. 